this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. If you are checking us out on YouTube, hi, you can see me today. I know it's been a while, you haven't seen my face, but here I am. And we got the camera going at a different angle. We got the light, selfie light going. Hopefully, you can still see me and everything is clear. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited to just get in and talk about it today about what we got going on. Louis does say hello. And um, last episode, we went ahead and we talked about three things that are going on in the month of October. Um, we talked about awareness and we talked about how it's important for us as believers to have open eyes when it comes to certain things that are going on in this world. So um, we talked about how it was National Hispanic Heritage Month, September 15 to October 15. We talked about how it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October 1st to the 31st. And we talked about how it is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. October 1st to 31st. So all three of these things um, are big things that are going on in the month of October. And I really do believe that October is set up so that we can be able to kind of understand where people are in their lives, appreciate more people that are different compared to us, people that are of a different nationality, um, that speak a different language, and really uh, be grateful for the fact that not everybody is the same, that we have blacks, we have whites, we have Hispanics, we have Asians, we have all these different people that make up the kingdom of God and this world that we live in. So um, I've also been seeing on Instagram and on Facebook, a few of my friends um, go ahead and share their stories um, of being a breast cancer survivor and talking a little bit about how that is, how their faith in God has encouraged them. And I've also been seeing a few of my friends talk about um, their journeys of losing a child. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to talk about things like this. And it takes a lot of courage. And um, not everybody can talk about it publicly. It does take time. Um, some people may not talk about it until after a few years or a few months. But I definitely think that this is allowing the kingdom of God to have open eyes, to have a little bit more empathy, and to continue to encourage every one of them to be able to say, hey, you know what? We're different. We all go through different things that are unforeseen, but God is with us and God knows what's best for us. And you have a friend in me who is praying for you and encouraging you. No matter what, I'm here for you. So we talked about that in our last episode. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, that was episode 74 with me and Lewis. And there's some things that Lewis said that are surprising, but pretty good. <laughs> um, the challenge was basically to educate yourself more this month on those three topics. And, um, you know, knowledge is power. And above all else, pray for them. So for this episode, um, we're going to talk about lost and found. And a lot of people think when we talk about lost and found, they think of the story in the Bible about how God leaves the 99 and he rescues one, right? Um, so for the one, he leaves the 99 and he gets the one. But we're not going to talk about it from that point of view. Today, we're going to talk about lost and found with regards to what's going on around us 
with regards to how we are doing as believers and as Christians and how we may be lost right now um, with everything going on. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and explain it a little bit, okay? So um, I personally wasn't able to go to my church service physically um, this last Sunday. Um, Lewis was working and, you know, we're dealing with certain things in the family and we just were not able to physically be there. And it was their first uh, Sunday that they, um, opened, that they opened up their doors because they had been shut down for a while because of COVID and because of, um, you know, the things that are going on with social distancing and, um, city codes and occupancy levels and things like that. So we were a little disappointed that we couldn't go. And we reached out to our pastors and we said, hey, um, we just want to let you know, it's not that we don't want to go. It's just that, unfortunately, we can't go. And we are super grateful at the fact that our church in um, Fort Lauderdale was able to go ahead and give us like a Zoom link so that we can be able to attend a Zoom call and go over what the pastor talked about. And it was at 6 p.m. that same day. Now, I didn't know they were going to do that because originally before they would live stream it. But again, it's the first time that they're there. I know they had to figure out some things with the uh, microphones and the audio and the way people are going to sit. So there's social distancing. So I get it. Right. But I was very thankful of the fact that I can still go to church online and still receive the word of God. And one of the topics that came up was the fact that a lot of our friends, a lot of our family members are still overwhelmed with what's going on that they've been lost with regards to their relationship with Christ. Um, they probably went to church and because of social distancing and being forced to do stuff online, they got out of the habit of, you know, waking up early and going to church online. Maybe uh, they felt like there wasn't enough interaction online. Maybe there were not enough groups online and for some reason or another, they have lost themselves to the point where they don't pray as much. They don't read the Bible as much. And I get it, right? We're overwhelmed with the things that are going on. Everything is changing on a day to day, right? And the news is changing and health codes are changing. More businesses are opening. But a lot of places are still struggling to deal with what's going on. So I get how it can be really uh, difficult. Some people don't feel comfortable yet, even though their churches are open, to be able to go. Um, but they just feel like, you know, I personally would love if like people didn't feel that they can't go to church, that even though. Um, you know, they can't physically be there. They can still be able to receive a message of God from other pastors, from people that are in their city or people that are away from their city, people that may be in other cities and states and God's message can still be available to them. So what I mean by lost and found is just the notion of how some people and some believers have found it very difficult in this time to really go back to going to church. And I'm not saying that that's, a, that's your fault because I get it, I know what's going on, but I wanna encourage you. And I hope that you're, um, if you're somebody who does have a home church and you may be somebody that, you know, you don't wanna take the kids yet, but you wanna be able to connect to God more or connect to people, I really hope that this episode helps you out. 
If you're somebody who does not have a home church, maybe you haven't found a church that you like yet, or maybe you don't know who to follow, we're going to give you some suggestions later. Um, but I hope that this episode also helps you so that you can be able to connect to a church so that you can be able to connect to God and connect to others. So that's what this whole concept of lost and found is about. Okay. So I do want to emphasize how God designed church to be a very important part of Christian growth. Okay. Um, God doesn't want us to miss the gathering of being with people. Right. And even though some places we cannot gather physically with people, we can still gather together online through Zoom, through WhatsApp, through calls, through video chats, whatever it is that we have to do so that you can be able to connect to people. Right. We, we can't miss out on the spiritual gains that come with gathering together, with listening to the word of God from a pastor, with being able to practice what's being taught to us, because that's what God designed. God designed us not only to establish a personal relationship with him where we can pray and read the Bible individually, but he wants us to be in a corporate setting or in an area where we can come together physically. We can, you know, be able to share each other's testimonies, be able to pray for one another. There will be a time in the future when we'll be able to come back and give each other hugs and give each other kisses and be able to have a physical contact. But right now, just so that we stay safe, obviously you're not going to do that. I know that at my church, if you go in person, you still have to wear your face covering. They do the temperature checks. There's a way where we can still praise God safely without missing out on going to church, okay? So I do want to break the ice and, and kind of tell you that, right? Because it's kind of like this. If you are a football player or you're a basketball player, you have to go to training, right? You have to go to training. You have to do your conditioning. And it doesn't make any sense for you to do it by yourself individually and not do it with other players. And that's basically kind of like what church is, right? So you do your praying, your worshiping, your devotionals by yourself. And you focus that on your relationship with God, which is fantastic, right? But now you have to meet with other players, other people that are, you know, in the same mindset that are following Christ, that want to continue to progress in life, that want to share things of what God is doing. You have to be able to train with them. So just like a basketball player who's getting ready for a game, he has to be able to train by himself, condition his body, his arms, his legs, how he's going to guard, all of that. But he also has to be able to train with his players, with people that are on the same playing field, with people that are going to help him, that are going to encourage him, that are going to allow him to win the the competition or the basketball game or the soccer game or whatever. And that's what we do with church. With church, we're able to encourage one another, pray for one another, be on the same team with everyone else and continue to lift the name of Christ and continue to worship God and grow together. Okay. So I want to read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, because I feel like this verse is going to kind of give a little bit of context as to the reason as to why God wants us to meet at church. Okay. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. 
So God is going to be coming, right? We know that God is going to come and he's going to take his people. And we know that God is with us. But he's telling us we cannot forget something so important. Yes, sometimes you just want to break because it's been a hard week at work, because you've been dealing with things at home with the kids. And sometimes you just don't want to get up, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon to go to church because you feel weary, because you feel tired, because physically you just don't want to go, right? But that's the flesh talking. And sometimes you have to tell your flesh, hey, if God rose from the dead three days after he passed away, three days after they laid him in the ground, put him in the grave, and he rose to save me, and then I can get up and I can go praise God for however long the church service is. I can go ahead and sacrifice my flesh to be able to receive a word of God that's going to help me in my spiritual walk, that's going to be the word that I need so I can continue to go through the rest of the week, and I can do that. It's about making sure that you understand that God wants you to be able to go to church, not only to connect with him, but to connect with others. Which brings me to... My next verse, Acts chapter two, verse 42. And we know Acts chapter two is the beginning of explaining how church was meant to be. Um, It talks about Paul. It talks about the Holy Spirit. It talks about how they gathered. So this is kind of like a reference to how going to church is supposed to be kind of like a guide. Right. Acts chapter two, verse 42. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to share meals, including the Lord's Supper and to pray. So what does this say? Devotion is needed for you to be able to go to church. You need to have a commitment. You need to have a devotion. You need to be excited to go to the kingdom of God, to go to this place where you can worship God. You have to be excited to be able to worship with other people, to fellowship with other people, to be able to pray with other people. It says to even share meals with other people. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where churches are going to be able to do, you know, all their different events that they do, you know, maybe like a singles mom dinner or a Christmas um, show or something like that. Like they're eventually we're going to get to that point. A lot of these things are probably going to be online, but you're still going to be able to share and devote your time with God and with others. And it's interesting that it says it includes the Lord's Supper. So a lot of times we don't think that we should take the Holy Communion by ourselves, right? And we talked about it in an episode before, I think it was season two, where we talked about how the Lord's Supper is the Holy Communion, right? When you take the bread and you take the juice and it represents his body and his blood and we take it as a remembrance of who the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. But being able to do the Lord's Supper at church is a very different experience. It's allowing you to be able to share with others kind of in the same way that Jesus shared the supper with his disciples, where you are with other people and all of you guys are in the same spirit and all of you guys are remembering this holy moment that Jesus prepares before he gets on the cross. So why do we need to go to church and get connected? A lot of people are going to say, well, Stephanie, like, I can do that all by myself. I don't really need the church, right? I hope that those two verses and everything I said before kind of explains that God wants you to go to church. I really hope that you understood my comparison with the player for the sports. 
because God really wants to see us go to church. But I do want to let you know that when you go to church, you're connecting to people that are in your life that will help you grow. And three of those people we're going to talk about right now. So the first one is obviously connect to God. You go to the house of the Lord and you're given the opportunity to connect to God with the musicians there, with the band there, with the dance ministry there, with other people there. It's a very different environment compared to when you're by yourself, but you're still able to connect to God in that setting. The second person is you're able to connect with people who are in their walk with God like you. So other Christians and other believers, they're in the same walk as you. They may not be on the same step. They may not have the same relationship as you, but they're all in a relationship with God and they need encouragement as well. So your smile on a Sunday is probably going to allow them to be encouraged to keep going. Your sharing of your testimony is probably what's going to be able to help that single mom come back to church on Sunday. You know, maybe that kid who's going through his parents' divorce is having a hard time, but because he went to church on Sunday and he met some kids from youth group or children's ministry, then that person's going to want to keep coming to church because he's connecting to God and he's seeing, hey, if this person has a relationship with God and they come to church, I know I need to be here. And the Bible also says, as iron sharpens iron, so should the believers and we should be able to do that. A friend needs to sharpen a friend. And at church, you create friendships with different people, with the pastors, with different ministers, with just regular people. And it's just something that's encouraging, refreshing, and it's definitely needed. Okay. The last person that you're going to connect with is going to be people who have not yet started their journey. All right. The church is also a hospital. What does that mean? It means if somebody is going through depression, is going through anxiety, is going through suicidal thoughts, if somebody does not have a relationship with God, but is invited by someone who does, then their lives can be changed. God can transform their heart and they'll be able to come to church and start this relationship with God and connect to people. So not only are you able to connect with others who are believers, but when you connect with people who don't have relationships with God, it gives you the opportunity to serve and to serve in a ministry at church. So this third person that we're going to connect to, most of the time you'll connect to them because you are already working in the church in a ministry. And what does that mean? No, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to be a pastor or an elder or somebody who's going to pass the offering. It doesn't have to be something that's a major role. They have greeters ministers. They have people that are in the security team. They have people who clean the bathrooms. They have people in the women's ministry. They have people in the kids ministry. They have people in the baptism ministry. There's so many ministries that help to make a church successful that you can be able to find something that you do like. And any of those skills and talents that you have will definitely be used in the ministry that God has called you in. I mean, Lewis and I, we started at our church as a greeters ministry. And then little by little, you know, Lewis was thinking, let me go into security. And before all this COVID stuff came, 
part of getting excited to go to church was being a part to serve others, to be able to be the first person to say, welcome to our church, enjoy the service, to be able to say, hey, I have a seat for you, follow me this way. All of these things that you do is serving people who may not know who Jesus Christ is. So those are the three people you're going to connect to when you go to church. It's going to be God, other Christians who are, are there to help you and encourage you, and serving people who don't have a relationship with God yet, okay? And when we go ahead and we meet these people, it's really important for us to know that we need to have the love of God as our number one when we go to church. I mean, you have to be in love with God to really want to say, you know what? I pray, I read the Bible, I serve, but I do all of this out of love. I go to church because I love God, okay? So this is kind of going to help you better understand this, okay? Matthew chapter 22, and I'm going to read verses 34 to 40. It says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met another question to give to Jesus. Verse 35, one of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with his question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So we all know that there were the Ten Commandments of the law that Moses was given. And the Pharisees were trying to trick God, trying to trick Jesus and say, hey, well, which is more important for me to have? And Jesus replies with not one, but two major important commandments to keep. Okay, love your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself, you're going to love the person next to you. If you love God, you're going to want to love others. That's just the way it is. When we work in the kingdom of God, we do it out of love. So that's why it's so, so crucial for us to know that when you're going to church, you don't go to church because your mom told you, because your dad told you. Maybe when you're young and you're not an adult, you have to obey what they say. And yes, that's true. But once you become a little bit more mature and you have a relationship with God, you establish your faith and you have the desire to keep learning, to keep getting stronger in your faith, to encourage others, then you're going to want to say, you know what? I want to go to church because I love God. I want to go to church because I love others. And others is not only the people that you do like, but also the people you don't like. Because there will be times where you have to invite people to go to church. And the person that God may tell you, hey, I want you to invite them, may just be the person that you don't like or the person that frustrates you or the person that gives you a hard time at work. Whatever the case is, anybody can walk through the doors of a church. And we are called to love every single person who comes to church because we love God first. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about what it is to interact, okay? We talked about who we connect. We talked about why it's important to go to church. We talked about the reason we go to church should be because of out of love for God and love for others. But let me tell you this. 
going back to the fact that we are in the situation we are in right now with the pandemic, it's best to know that this idea that I can't go to church physically, then I can't go to church period is false. Okay. It is completely false. So the church and the technology that we have, thank God gives the churches the ability to expand themselves and still connect with people the same way I'm connecting to you right now. So we have YouTube streaming, right? We have Instagram TV. We have Facebook live. We have Zoom groups, all of these different functions. We have WhatsApp. We have video apps. We have other things that I haven't even mentioned, right? All of these different technologies is a way for the church to be able to connect to you, for the church to be able to connect to you so that you can connect to God, so that you can be able to say, you know what? Even though I couldn't be there physically, I'm still going to be there um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm still going to go ahead and click on that link that my friend shared. I'm still going to be able to listen to what the pastor has to say online. I'm going to take my notes because I want to practice what he preaches. You can still be able to interact and talk to other people through Zoom small groups or Zoom services. There's absolutely no excuse as to why you cannot go to church. And I think this is fantastic because it really does allow God to come through to people, not only physically through the people we see, but also physically through the people we see online. Okay, so sometimes even if you can't go to church physically or you miss the service, you can go back on their YouTube channel. You can go back on their church service, uh, their church website. You can click on a message that was maybe last week or the week before. And then you can kind of, you know, catch up to the date that's going on, because here's another thing. Most of the time, a lot of the pastors and preachers like to go ahead and do series. Right. And what are series? They have a topic and then that topic, they talk about it for X number of weeks. So like sometimes our pastor does a series and then he has three weeks that he talks about that one topic. And right now our pastor is talking about mental health, which I think is fantastic because not a lot of churches really do invest their time in talking about mental health and how God cares about how we feel and think about ourselves. So he's going to be talking about mental health. He started last week and then it's going to be for another two weeks. And, and again, if we miss a service, we can go back to the website and we can click on that link and then kind of listen to the message again. Or he'll send us a Zoom link and then we can click on the Zoom link and we can hear it again. So this is the way that technology is helping us to be able to go to church. That way people don't have to say, well, I can't go to church physically, so I'm not going to go. All right. So to kind of end, um, I want to go ahead and give you guys five churches and pastors that you can follow online so that if you don't have a church, you can go ahead and look at their Sunday services and anything that they do online. And if you do have a church, but you still want to be spiritually fed during the week, you can kind of watch and see what they do on social media and you can connect to their church as well. Okay. So five churches and pastors. Now, all of them, I'm going to be referring to their Instagram page, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them, most of them have an, a Facebook page too, okay? And these are just the names of the churches. So if you like the pastor and you see the pastor's name, go ahead and they have their own personal page as well. So it'll help you guys out and everything. I'm going to put these also in um, our next 
No, I'm going to put these links and all these different things on our social media page for the remix movement. We have our page on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm going to put all these little things in there so that you have them just in case if you want to refer back to them. OK, the first one is my church. I'm not going to go ahead and promote other people if I don't promote my church. All right. So I go to a church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, South Florida, and my church's name is City Lift Church. Okay, and on Instagram, it's going to be at City Lift, L-I-F-T, church. All right. My pastor's names are Matt and Alyssa Shaw. So shout out to my pastors. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed being there. We just celebrated our two year anniversary. And I know Lewis and I have grown so much and I don't know where God's going to take us. But for now, we're going to keep going to your church because we love you guys and we love the people that are there. So. City Lift Church, number one. Number two, Transformation Church. So Transformation Church is going to be at We Are Transformation. That's their Instagram handler name. And this church is by Pastor Michael Todd. So if you guys have checked out a few of our older videos, sometimes we put in a few messages that they may have. So definitely check him out. He's very funny, but he's very practical. He does a lot of examples on stage, and it's just amazing. He is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, all right? The third one is Elevation Church. Elevation Church, just at Elevation Church on Instagram. And it's with Pastor Stephen Furtick. Now, they have lots and lots of different campuses. Um, their main one is in North Carolina. But they also have, I think, another one in Pensacola, Florida. You can check out all their different stuff on their website. But if you go on Instagram, it's going to be at Transformation. I'm sorry. No, that was the two. At Elevation Church. <laughs> and that's Pastor Stephen Furtick. We've also shown some of his videos on our Instagram page from before, too. Number four is Relentless Church, and it's at My Relentless Church on Instagram. This church is by Pastor John Gray, and again, he is a funny guy. He came from being an associate pastor um, from, I forgot the name of the, the name of the church and the pastor. Oh my gosh, I'm having a blink now. What is this name of the pastor? um church joel austin okay there you go i almost forgot so john gray was the associate pastor for joel austin's church and then he moved to south carolina and now he has his own church and his church is called relentless church so i'm sorry i had like a blink there i don't even know what happened but thank god for the computer because i'm like checking everything and the last one i can't Say all these churches without mentioning some of our Hispanic friends, bilingual friends. Um, this is a church I used to go to when I lived in Miami a few years ago before I got married, when I first moved from Pennsylvania. And they're called Alpha and Omega Church in Miami. OK, so Alpha and Omega, they speak Spanish and English. Their actual Instagram page is Alpha Omega M.I.A. because they're from Miami. And the pastor's names are Alberto and Miriam Delgado. Now, I'll tell you this. My mom loves them. And uh, throughout the pandemic, when her church was closed, 
She was like, I need to find a church that I can go on live stream and I can check out online. And she loves Spanish praise and worship. So she's actually been going to Alpha and Omega Church online like every Sunday. She pulls up her computer. She does the praise and worship. She listens to her pastor. And I'm super proud of her because, listen, a lot of older people find it hard to go ahead and connect online and interact with people. But my mom is awesome because she's like, you know what? I got my own church here, but I can be able to get messages from my old pastor as well. And don't let that stop you because if you have a home church, you can still support other churches. You don't have to have like one church where you're a member and stay there, right? It's always great to have a home church where you can be able to say that these are my pastors. This is where I give my tithes and offerings. This is where I serve, right? But we can always support other ministries. You can always go as a visitor to other churches. You can always check out other pastors on YouTube. Nobody is going to stop you, which is another point. All of these churches, these five that I recommended, are going to be also on YouTube. So if you are interested in seeing some of their messages, you can always YouTube their names and they'll come up on there as well. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode about lost and found. We may be lost, but we can still find ourselves back to the church. We can find ourselves back to God and we can be able to go back to church in a way that is safe and in a way that we can get closer to God. The episode's challenge is going to be very easy and it's basically check out one or all of these five churches that I went ahead and I recommended um, like I said, they all live stream their Sunday service or they have their YouTube channel that you can go ahead and check out and connect with somebody, talk to a real person because now they have phone numbers and emails and stuff. All right. And if you don't have a church yet that you call home, go ahead and try out one of these churches this coming Sunday. All right. Make it a priority to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to check out what time they start service. I'm going to log in online. I'm going to watch their service and I want to connect to God. All right. If you already have your home church, just feel free to follow these churches on Instagram, any of them that you like. And if you are ever in the Fort Lauderdale area, Feel free to connect with me so that I can see you one day at City Lift Church at Fort Lauderdale at our new location. Um, but yeah, just I really hope and pray that you don't find yourself lost, that you are able to be encouraged by this message and that you can choose to go back to church to connect with God and to connect to people. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.